Hello, my friend. Welcome to the It's Happening For Me podcast. If you're obsessed with all things spirituality, personal growth and development, and living as your highest self, you are in the right place. I am your host, Alyssa, and I spent the majority of my teenage years and young 20s living totally out of alignment. As I started to question my patterns and behaviors and actually got to know myself at the soul level, I realized that everything was happening for me. Now, as a spiritual life coach and human design guide, I am here to share my voice, personal stories, human design wisdom, and learn from incredible individuals living their purpose. Join me each week as we walk the spiral path of purpose together. I cannot wait to dive in. Hello, my bees. Happy freaking Sunday or happy day, whatever day you're listening to this. Welcome back to another episode of the It's Happening For Me podcast. I am your host, Alyssa, and I'm so happy you are here. So this episode is going to be a little bit shorter this week. Um, I'm anticipating that's going to be shorter. We'll see how it actually turns out. It always actually ends up going way over than what I've expected. But today is just going to be a life update. I just want to kind of catch you up on where I'm at, what I have going on, what I am like planning for my business going forward um, into the new year. And yeah, and also just some different healing modalities that I've been doing um, that have been really helping me on my journey. So I just want to share those with you. Um, so yay. So first of all, I have such a cool announcement that I'm going to be, I have three guest interviews scheduled for this month. So I'm not sure exactly the dates that they're going to come out, but we have three really cool people um, that I'm going to be interviewing that are just killing it, living their purpose. And I just am so excited to share their stories and share like where they're at on their journey. I think they're going to be so incredible. They're all different in like the healing modalities that they do. So, but also there's obviously a through line of like personal growth and development and spirituality, Um, but they're also uniquely different. And so I just think it'll be so awesome to get to know them. So I can't wait for those. Those episodes will probably be airing like end of November, early December. And then, uh, because I do have them all scheduled this month, so they will be done this month, and then um, I'm pretty sure they'll be, I'll start putting them out the end of this month and then going into December. And then, okay, so also just wanted to update you on my business. So I had a super awesome branding audit this week. Um, with a really beautiful peer of mine from Dharma Coaching Institute, Kaylin Parker. Um, I'll put her information in the show notes. But if you are someone who is interested in branding, in getting very clear on your business, on your goals, where you're going, um, if you want your website built out, she is a freaking genius. And I cannot wait to work with her in next year, 2024. So she's doing some market research right now for some new offerings that she's going to be offering next year. And so I did a, I filled out like some market research for her and then I won a, um, I won a free brand audit with her. So we did that on Friday and literally just one hour with her helped me get so clear on my vision of my business of where I'm going and like what I want to call in. And it was just so expansive. And like, I've done these types of exercises in so many different programs I've been in, like Dharma Coaching Institute and uh, with another business coach that I've worked with. But 
I don't know. I've always just felt like I needed to be put in a box or like really decide like, what am I doing? Like, is it just human design? Like, am I going to be just like a human design account or like, is it life coaching? What is it? And so she really helped me get clear on what I actually want to do, which is like, I'm obsessed with the, which with what this podcast is about. It's just like with the spiritual journey and like stepping into our purpose. And so whatever that looks like for everyone is going to be so different, but I'm just super excited to help women that are like spiritual seekers step into their purpose from just getting to know themselves on such a deeper level, understanding themselves energetically through human design and gene keys and just letting that unfold. And I'm also someone who really loves like practical setting goals, like achieving aspiration. I have so much that of, of that in my design. And so going forward, I'm going to be also offering more than just readings, but it's going to be like longer term containers for people to work with me so that we can really like be together over a longer period and understand your soul blueprint, your gene keys, your human design, and help you actually attain goals that you want to attain. Because what I've noticed for myself, and I'm going to talk about this today, like with some of the different healing stuff that I've been working with, but it's like, we can kind of understand what our purpose is and like have an idea of it or have an idea of like what we want to create and what we're really excited about. And then, so like there's that. And then there's like, once you actually go to do it, oh, 444 on the clock. <laughs> once you actually go to like do it and put yourself out there so much imposter syndrome comes up, like so many mental blocks. And it's like, I've thought that I've worked through them and that I've like been doing the work. And obviously I have, because I keep putting myself out there and like doing things that are very uncomfortable. Like I say, like with this podcast and like, it was, I had so many mental blocks around record, like starting a podcast and now I do it. And it's like so easy. Like, I swear, like, it's so easy for me to be like, Oh yeah. Like I'm going to start, I'm going to, start recording today and then like edit it like I don't have any resistance towards it it's something that I really love to do because I think I just really love to speak and so like it's easy for me it's a medium that comes easy to me and I feel comfortable being myself but there's other things like that I've been wanting to step into like a huge example is like I've been really wanting to start master classes and start teaching and like come up with really creative fun ways of how to like help women get through these mindset blocks that they have like in living their purpose and also like understanding their human design but there's been so many blocks of like what if no one signs up and like what if it's a failure because I put all this time and preparation into it and then no one wants to come and so there's those blocks that I'm actually consciously working through right now with some different modalities and it's like that's what I also want to help people work through because when I rely on my own coaches and on like my own peers and friends to help me get through those kind of like negative limiting beliefs, it's like that I'm actually able to uh, like up level and step into the next version of myself. And again, if we look at my, sh if we look at my shadow aspects and human and uh, my gene keys. And one of the reasons why I love gene keys is because it's not like we're focusing on like these like lies or like negative beliefs that our mind has, but there really are themes of shadows that we are going to keep continuously bumping up at every time we want to do something new and up level. So uh, mine is the shadow of inadequacy. That's my vocation sphere is like my biggest core wound. And so it's always like, oh, like I don't know enough. I have gate 48 here. And so it's like, 
the gate of death and it's like not knowing enough a huge inadequacy and it's like once I get through to the other side it's like oh my god of course I could do this like this is so easy and fun for me and this is in alignment but it's like until I get through to the other side it's like torturous and so I think a lot of people can really relate to this which is why so many of us hold ourselves back like otherwise we would all just be freaking happy and like rich but it's like there's certain things that are just really holding us back so anyways I see this showing up for myself in a lot of ways and I'm really really like loving the things that I've been using recently to help me move through it so she just really helped me get clear on like some a signature course that I want to a signature course slash offer that I'm going to be creating in 2024 so I can just work with people like a little bit longer and just give them that support that they need because we just really need in my in my life I really needed accountability and support and so those two things go so far when you're trying to attain your goal or like start a podcast start whatever you want to do ask for a raise apply for the new job like start dating whatever it is that you want to do and like those things are going to come up it's very 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 helpful to have support so yeah so I'm excited for that and then um what else so I have been doing okay I have been doing the workout which trauma healing, like 30 day trauma healing course that so many people have been doing that I know. And I honestly feel like I'm regulating my nervous system. I have such a visceral reaction when I'm the pe- the passenger um, in cars, like when I'm driving with like my mom or George. I have such a visceral reaction when like someone's switching into our lane or I feel like we're about to crash and they're like, dude, what the hell is wrong with you? Like we're so far away from that car. But since I've seen so many car accidents and I think I have, oh, I have confirmed for my mom that I actually have ancestral like car accident, huge trauma in my DNA. Like this is confirmed from her, from things that have happened before I was born. And then just from what I know now and how like our DNA works and how like we are imprinted with this trauma, I 100% know that I have like an adverse thing to car accidents. Plus I've been in four car accidents in this lifetime. Like not all of them, I was not driving myself. And so doing this 30 day hip release, like trauma release, I have noticed that I'm way more calm as a passenger in the car. That's where I've like actually noticed the biggest like shift so far is like, I'm not so on edge. My body's in so tense. I'm able to relax. Yes. I still do have a reaction when I see like someone like switching to our lane or like someone that's about to like hit us, but it's like, I'm able to turn off the fight or flight and just go back to a relaxed state very quickly where before, like I would get really like mad and like it would cause arguments like with my partner and it's just like something that I didn't even realize was not normal until I've realized it wasn't normal. So anyways, I've been doing that and I'll also put the link there in the in the bio, uh, in the show notes if you want to look into doing her 30-day trauma release. It is freaking amazing. And the thing with that program is that she has so many reviews. If you just look at the reviews, it's so cool people having these like emotional releases and you'll see them on video like start like shaking like their body starts shaking uncontrollably and that's just removing and releasing this the stored energy and trauma that's inside their bodies um i haven't had that experience yet and i'm also taking the course with a friend my mom's also taking it but she hasn't started yet but um a friend of mine is a few days ahead of me and 
she also hasn't had one of those like crazy releases yet but we were both talking about how like we don't have any expectations like even if we don't have a release like that it is so helpful and it feels so good just to like do these these exercises every night because it's like it's not an exercise I feel like if I, I feel like by saying exercise it sounds like this like hard like super intense workout that you have to do but it's not a workout it's literally like you're laying down and you just do like a few different movements that she guides you through and each day is different some of the days like you do you repeat it for some of the days um, but it's just like very simple hip opening exercises and I do it at night a little bit before I'm going to bed so I've just incorporated it into my nighttime routine and I actually really look forward to it like it puts me in such a relaxed state sometimes I just fall asleep right afterwards my friend was telling me too that like she's done it before like not before bedtime and she's fallen asleep as well like on accident because it just makes you so relaxed so it's doing wonders for the nervous system i'm obsessed and i really recommend that and we're okay so we we're also talking about how i don't think that we always need to understand or relive our trauma in order to heal it you know i really believe in somatic work and like doing somatic exercises to release this stored trauma inside our bodies because sometimes we don't even remember the experiences that we've had. And so I'm not a trauma expert. I'm not a certified anything in trauma, but just from like my own like personal experiences so far, I feel like it's been very beneficial to do more like somatic work. I not necessarily need to like remember things or like tie stories to them because sometimes I have in the past gotten caught and like tried to like remember stories where like, I'm almost like re-traumatizing myself. I actually, so I have an email account that I used to have for like years and years. And um, I was looking for some email that I sent like last week. And like it was during work, I was pulling up this email. And so I started looking through the sent emails and I saw old emails that I would send to my boyfriend at the time when I was in a very toxic relationship. And I was legit re-traumatizing myself from reading these emails. Um, I honestly forgot, like, how toxic the relationship was. And, um, okay, I'll share with this with you. So, because this is crazy. I honestly really forgot how shitty my relationship used to be because I'm in such a healthy relationship now. But reading through these emails, I would have to email my boyfriend because he had my phone and he had my car and he would like take my phone and car and like leave for days. And I would just be at my house at my mom's house in my room, like super sad at night, emailing my own email so that he could get the email on my phone, I guess, and respond to me through email. And I would be like, Hey, like, where are you? Are you coming home today? Like, I miss you. And he would just be like, Oh, I'm, um, I'm good. I'm going to the bar, like with our friends, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, well, can't you just like come back? And it was just really sad. And to think that I used to let this person, I think at this, I was very young. I think I was like 22 or like 21. I think I was like 21 at this time, 22, 21 to 22. And this was someone that I was in a long-term relationship with. And yeah, he, he literally would take my car and my phone and use it as his own to sell drugs, to literally go hang out with other people, stay at other people's houses. And I would have to communicate to him through my own email. And that's literally like what I was putting up with. I had absolutely zero self 
worth, zero self-confidence. And I was like, okay with this because I didn't understand that like you shouldn't be treated like that. So that is something that when I was reading those emails, I was having like a visceral response in my body and like re-traumatizing myself. I think while I was at work and it's crazy because I was having such a good day before that. I was feeling like so happy, like just like I was so productive. And then reading that I literally felt sick. Like I felt sick because it took me back to that time of when I was that person in my room, just like so sad, lonely, literally depressed. And, and I would like send like, okay, like, so this is an example of like how, okay. I also realized, okay, this is crazy. So I've also known, I think for a while that I have an unorganized attachment style, which is kind of like the combination of anxious and avoidant because like I I have the tendencies of both and it's like kind of like unpredictable. I don't notice it a lot now because in this relationship that I'm in, it's very secure. I feel like I have a secure attachment style. I trust my partner. It's very healthy. It's like very night and day from where I used to be. But sometimes it still comes up of this feeling of like pushing and pulling. So it's like when I'm in an argument and I'm like pushing away and I'm like mad at you, say this is the present day, like say I'm like upset with George or whatever, or say we get like a little argument like everyone does. I immediately want to fix it. So that's like the anxious attachment style coming in where I'm like very needy, clinky. I'm like, I don't even want to give him space because I just want to fix this. Like I don't like the confrontation. I don't like conflict where he's more avoidant and where he needs his space. So he wants to, and he might have a, again, I'm not an expert on attachment theory. So like, I'm not saying that I completely know what I'm talking about, but this is just from like reading what I've understood about myself. He might be a secure attachment, but he does more of like the needing more time to process his feelings and he wants to be left alone. Where I'm more of like the clingy, like, oh, I just want to solve this and figure it out right away. Well, would I go to him and try to be like, babe, please, like, can we just solve this? And he's like, no, like, give me my space. That triggers me. And then I'm kind of like, oh, whatever, like, okay, bye. And then I get mad at him. And then like, say I'll walk away. And then two minutes later, I'll be like, babe, but I really want to solve this. And then it's like, are you crazy? Like you literally just told me like, okay, whatever, leave me alone. And now like you want to talk again. So it comes off as like being that I think that's what is the disorganized attachment where it's like a push and pull. It's like, I'm so angry, but then also I'm like, wait, but I really want to fix this. And it's like, it doesn't make sense. It's kind of like all over the place. And when I was reading the emails I would send, it was just crazy. Like he wouldn't respond to me. And then I would be like, whatever. And it was like very, like, even the words that I used to say, I used to be like very toxic in my words. And like, I was so mean, but I would be like, whatever, like, fuck you. I hate you. You're dead to me. Like bring me my car, like, um, drop off my car and my phone by my house by 9 PM or I'm calling the police on you. And then literally, I'm not kidding you. Like an hour later, I would be like, babe, I'm so sorry. And I would literally, I, I saw an email I sent him like two hours later from that email. And I was like, I'm so sorry. Like, you're honestly the best person I've ever met. Like, and just like building him up. But it's like, so disingenuine because like the things that I'm saying about him is not true like he wasn't a great person and he didn't have those attributes but it was like I was trying to win him back it was very sad to read like you're the best like person I've ever met I'm so sorry like I don't know what's wrong with me like I'm so mean and negative to you like I can tell why you wouldn't want to come back and like hang out with me and I totally get why you would want to like go to the bar with your friends and like 
uh, I'm sorry. Like, I'm just like so annoying. And then like, he wouldn't respond. And then I'd be like, fuck you again. And it's just like, first of all, it's sad as hell that I'm sitting in my own room and I have to send an email to my boyfriend and I can't call him or text him because he has my phone. Like that is crazy. So when I was reading that and I was at work, I just felt so bad for that person that I was because I honestly forgot about her and I healed so much of that. And I feel so secure now. And it's just like, I couldn't like, I can never imagine ever being in a situation like that again and letting anyone treat me like that because I have done so much growth and so much like healing on myself. And I love myself so much today that I would never take that shit from anybody. And it's crazy because if I hear stories like that of other people now who maybe they're in emotionally or physically abusive relationships and everyone is just like, well, why don't you leave them? Like you're stupid. You're getting cheated on. Why wouldn't you just leave them? And it's like, I have compassion for those people because when you're actually in it, it's like, you you just can't, you can't explain this to anybody unless you've ever experienced it. It's like, it's like, you can't just leave it because you're kind of addicted to this like these cycles and then also just having such low self-esteem it's like you feel like there's nobody else for you and you feel like you really love this person and maybe you do love certain aspects of them but you're not able to see that it's so unhealthy and so you just stay stuck in these like cycles and it's like a really like toxic cycle so my heart and um compassion really goes out to everyone suffering from um abusive relationships from relationships where the partner is not honest with them to where they're not prioritizing them, respecting them, and just being truthful. And so, yeah. And there's also a lot of victim shaming too. Um, okay, this is perfect. This is a perfect segue. So have you guys seen the um, the documentary that's out right now? It's called on Netflix. Oh my gosh, what is it called? This is the open head right here, or open Ashna, one of those. I think open okay, it's called um, 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 Twin Flames, Escaping Twin Flames. Okay, this is what I've been wanting to talk about with someone. I was like, I want to do a freaking podcast episode with someone, but I'll just like riff on this right now because like it's very similar. So <clears throat> if you haven't seen the documentary on Netflix um, called Twin Fl- Escaping Twin Flames, you should immediately watch it. It's so good. But basically, and this like, honestly, I wanted to talk about this because this just gives spirituality such a bad name like for the normal I don't want to say normal but like quote-unquote normal people out there who like aren't into spirituality or like personal growth and development they're probably gonna think that like me and everyone else in there like us that are into this stuff are literally in cults because of people like this so in the documentary it's this couple right and they start this business called like twin flame academy or something And it's all about them helping people who are like sad and like have had failed relationships basically find their twin flame. And so it's coaching. You have to pay to get in. Once you're in this community, it kind of like turns into a cult. And at first they're like helping people find their twin flame with people that are already in their lives. So for example, this one girl got broken up with and like she was convinced her ex was her twin flame. And they also like we're hyping her up like, yeah, this is your twin flame. Like do whatever it takes to get him back. So she would like text him and like message him and let him know like, Hey, I think we're supposed to be together. And he was like, literally stop texting me. You're crazy. I'm not your twin flame. I don't want to be with you. Like leave me alone. 
and they would coach her and be like, no, like, don't stop. Like, like we're, they're basically, we're like, we are the only people in the entire world that we're chosen to have this gift of like seeing people's twin flames. And we're telling you right now, like, this is your twin flame. This is the person that you're supposed to be with. He just doesn't understand that yet. You need to help him understand it. So they told him her to keep pursuing him. So she kept like pursuing him and he ended up getting a restraining order on her. And then they, they told her that restraining orders are fake. Like that's like 3d. You don't need to like believe in that. Um, stop at nothing. And I guess she like went to a club where he was at supposedly on accident, but whatever, it was probably on purpose. And he ends up calling the police and she ended up getting arrested and like doing 30 days in jail, um, for breaking the restraining order. And, like, when she got out, like, she wanted them to, like, take accountability. And they were just, like, I don't know. It was weird. Like, on the call. Because they they have recordings of their actual calls. Like, so it's such a juicy documentary. Because you can actually see them, like, coaching and stuff. And, like, they were telling her that um, she was just there. I don't know. They basically, like, didn't want to say that she was there stalking him. Because they didn't want to be reliable for anything. But they were the ones that kept pushing her to, like, keep pursuing him. It's, like, delusional. And... So then, okay, so so basically they kept, like, having people, like, join their program, and then they would be like, oh, if you want to become a coach, you have to take all of our programs, like, start working for us for free, and then, like, invest your money back into, like, the coaching program. So it's kind of like a huge pyramid scheme where they would get people to, like, be their coaches so that they can, like, show them on their website. And, like, how many people do – how many – coach like schools and stuff do we know that do that you know like a lot of people do that that are reputable and so this is just making it seem like it's all a marketing scheme but obviously there are true like real coaching schools out there but anyways they would get all these people to like be coaches and then any and then they got them to like work for them for free and like any money that they would make they would tell them to like invest back into coaching it was like thousands and thousands of dollars and again I think that's what gives kind of like the coaching industry a bad name but not all coaching industries are bad. And also it's very culty. If someone is telling you to like only believe in them, like they're the only ones with this gift where they can tell like who your twin flame is. Like that is such bullshit. And they were really preying on people's weaknesses. Like they would tell them, they would tell their coaches, like go hang out in Facebook groups um, with people with like severe pain or like people with like severe problems so that you can reach out to them, swoop in and sell them anything. And they were like, you can literally tell them that you can um, heal cancer. Like they were just telling them to make all these like outrageous claims, like just to claim, like get these people to sign up for coaching. So super unethical, super fucking shady, illegal, um, evil. And yeah, it was just this couple and the way that they would um, treat the clients and have the coaching sessions, like they were so, so abusive he would talk to them like are you fucking stupid like you're not trying hard enough obviously you don't want your twin flame hard enough if you're not trying hard enough you're not being feminine enough and like they would like really warp this whole like divide feminine and masculinity thing like it got completely demented and then they started like convincing people in the group okay so then of course, this can also be biased, obviously, because whoever made it has an agenda. So this could be biased. These people are still out there. Like, they're not arrested. They're still out there, and they still have this, like, coaching coaching going on with, like, a huge audience. I think they said they have, like, 60,000 people, members on their Facebook group. But anyways, 
the some of the members that had escaped it were like telling their testimonials and they were saying that the majority of the people in the group were women and they realized that there wasn't actually that much success of people getting like their twin flames. I think they only had like two people ever find their twin flames. So they changed it to be like, Oh, you can only find your twin flame in this group and your, your twin flame will be in this group. And so then like one night they created this list and they like paired everybody up into partners and they were like, Oh, this is the list of your twin flame. And some of them would both be like women and they would be like, well, I'm not, like attracted to women so how can this be my twin flame and then they would just um out of like the two women they would tell one of them like well you're more masculine and you're more feminine so the masculine one you need to embody the divine masculine and then you guys will be the perfect match and then i guess they got them to like transition into um being male and so again i don't know if this is just like a highly propaganda type of thing because some people may have already been interested in transitioning before they got into this group. And then this documentary is just like blaming this couple on like brainwashing them, which I think is a little problematic. Like there, there is some like problematic things with it, but anyways, so then they would like brainwash them and then they would tell them again, like, Oh, we're the only two people in the world that could tell you who your twin flame is. So it's just like really feeding on people's insecurities, people's loneliness, people wanting to fit in, to feel accepted. And one of the ladies was told that she needed to transition into being male because she's more of like, she's more of a masculine energy, divine masculine. And so she said that she never felt comfortable like doing that. And she was only doing it because, they told her to do it. And so that is just fucking wild. Like to have authority over someone else's like radical self-choice of like how they identify as, it's just insane. But anyways, my point is this, how I kind of wanted to tie it together is like so many people can victim shame them and be like, well, you got swindled into paying thousands, twenty, thirty thousand dollars into this coaching program and like you took this abuse from these two coaches and like that's on you. Like you're so stupid. Like um you're so weak. You're such a weak person. Like how any normal person would know this is a cult. Like how did you not know that? But that's not true. It's just like when you're in an abusive relationship, you're not stupid. It's like they're literally preying on people who are in a vulnerable place who don't have a lot of self-confidence and who aren't exercising their own like self their own like self freedom if that makes sense and so i can totally see why people would get taken advantage of it's so fucking sad and it's just very sad as well in abusive relationships you know and also just want to preface this as well like I was not an angel in my relationship. So the relationship I was just talking about was like my, one of my first long-term relationships. And I also had a ton of problems. I also made a lot of mistakes. There were so many times where like, I was not nice. I was not my highest self. So like, I'm not blaming this person. I actually don't even hate them. Like I love them. I send them so much love and I haven't talked to them in a lot of years, but I think that they are very happy and um, in a very good place in life. And so I'm super happy, but I, I feel like we had a lot of lessons we needed to learn from each other. And there was also so much love like entwined in that, but it did get to a very like dark place, um, to where I think both of us wouldn't be proud of it, but I'm pretty sure both of us has, have grown since then. 
but yeah, so I can just, I just wanted to tie that in because I'm like, oh, I totally can see how like we can just get to this place where we're like giving all of our power away and we just want to be loved and we just want to feel validated. I feel like somebody is caring for us and it's like, we'll literally do anything and go to the ends of the world just to feel loved. And so what I love so much about my spiritual and personal growth journey has been learning to love myself and to get my to know myself on such a deep level to where it's like I don't need that other person to fill this void and think about it twin flame ascension academy they are literally telling people that you are incomplete you are a half of a whole and you need to find your other twin flame who is the other half of your soul and together you guys will form one whole bond and then you'll be a whole person like, that is so fucking toxic and a, literally a, a recipe for disaster. It is calling in people who already are in their victim, like in their victim states and feel like they need that. I used to feel like that. I used to feel like I needed someone else to complete me. I used to feel like I had such a hole inside my heart, inside my belly, that no amount of Netflix, shopping, dating, sex, um, drinking, partying, going out, like nothing would fill it. And I always was just looking for oh my God, like who wants to date me? Who's going to be my next boyfriend? Like I was literally love crazy looking for it when really it was just inside me. And I never took the time to ever be alone and just sit with myself and like do introspective work and get to know myself and know that all of this is actually inside of me. I am divine, whole, complete on my own. I don't need anybody to complete me. And it's like, that is why I'm in such a healthy relationship now, because George is also a whole person on his own. He does not need me. I do not need him. There's nothing that we need from each other, but we're choosing to be together. And so every day is a choice. And that's also where we kind of stand on marriage is it's like, we don't believe in the traditional marriage of like, oh, when you're married, you're, you're together forever now. And like you're bonded and nothing can tear you apart till death do us part. We don't really believe in that because we believe more in like, making the choice every single day of like, I want to be with this person. And that just feels better because sometimes people, I think their ultimate goal in life, oh, three, 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 three on the clock, 33, 33. I think the ultimate goal for some people in life is to get married and they like look up to it their whole lives. They're so excited for the wedding day. They have this huge celebration and then they think that's going to solve all their problems. And then, okay, then what after the wedding day? It's like, now you have your whole lives to work on shit. Nothing's going to get easier. Having kids is only going to make things harder. It never solves anything. And it's like, if that's all you had looked forward to is getting married, now what? Now that you're actually married. That's why I don't get why people are so obsessed with getting married. Like, you're not getting anything. You're not winning any prize. Like, maybe, oh, I love this so much. One of my friends that I follow on Instagram, Nikki, she said something really good in her stories a few weeks ago. She was talking about how, like, why is it that we have these huge parties and we spend thousands of dollars to celebrate a couple that hasn't accomplished anything yet? They haven't accomplished shit. They're just starting out on their journey. They're celebrating this huge party for literally nothing. And she was like, what if we celebrate and have the wedding at 10 years or 15 years? Wouldn't that be more of a celebration when you actually get through struggles and you actually get through things together? Like, wouldn't that make more sense? And, um, I was just like, dude, I'm on, I'm on board with you. I think that is the best idea I've ever heard because why are we doing these huge celebrations before 
we've even accomplished anything together as a couple. Like it doesn't make sense. Um, so that's just my little stance on that. <clears throat> but yeah, I'm not, and I'm also not against marriage at all. Like I think it's beautiful if like people believe in it, but it's crazy because I was reading the book. I think it's called A New Earth. But I think it is a new earth. I'm not sure. I'll have to check. But it was crazy because he was talking about like divine union and how like traditional marriage in like our traditional marriage, the way that we see it as a society is so fucking different than like a, than like a spiritual union. Because in a marriage from society, it is until death do us part, we're sticking together no matter what. And what if you outgrow that person? What if you've learned everything that you need from that soul and now they're not growing anymore and you continue to grow and you guys are so far off now because this person doesn't value growth and development. They don't value like change and they just want to stay the same and you guys grow so far apart that it's like you guys are not on the same plane anymore. And think about when people get married in their young 20s. Who the fuck are you when you're young Look at where I just said I was when I was 22 years old. I was living in my mom's house. My boyfriend had my car and my phone and was at hanging out with other girls and going to parties and bars without me. And I was depressed alone in my room thinking that there's nothing I could do about it and that I just deserved to be there. Imagine getting married in that state. It's like we are so young in our young 20s. We haven't done shit. We haven't accomplished shit. It's like, even the things that we have accomplished, we think that we know so much. Like, I remember as a teenager in young 20s, I thought I knew everything. I thought I was so smart. I thought I had it all figured out. I thought it was so freaking cool. And then the older that I get, I realize that I don't know anything. Like, literally, the things that I thought I knew last week, now I'm like, oh, I actually don't know that anymore. I don't have a, like, one truth that I'm, like, binding into because it's always changing. So why would it make sense to get married to someone and to think that no matter what, I have to stick with them? Whereas a divine union in the book was talking about how it's like, oh, you come together as like a spiritual partnership and you stay together as long as your souls need each other to grow. And then maybe once what you learned, you needed to learn is up, then you guys move on. And like, you don't have to worry about staying in this like contract that is already done. Like, what about that? That's actually going into that is actually so much more loving because you are going to choose yourself. Always. You're going to take the harder path of being honest. You're going to pursue growth over anything. And that's actually going to help you guys learn things that you need to learn from each other instead of like being so scared to be yourself just to keep the relationship going. So I'll have to find the book because I honestly, when I read it, I was like, oh my God, this is like everything that I believe in. That, I, that just makes so much sense to me. Um, so you'll have to find it. We got, so if you haven't read, if you haven't seen the um, Escaping Twin Flames, watch it and then DM me and tell me what you think about it. Cause I think it's wild. And I've also want to talk about this with someone. I want to have a conversation with someone though on the podcast about this instead of like talking to myself because I feel like it can like, it'll just be so much more fun. But I've experienced like abuse in coaching containers before one in particular that I really want to talk about so if anybody out there has seen that show and like has thoughts on it let me know because it is giving the coaching and the spiritual industry a horrendous reputation but those of us that are like in the light and know truth and love and actually believe in like 
real growth and personal growth, we can see that that's a cult and that that was very wrong, evil, illegal, and just abusive as fuck. So, yeah. Okay, so now I'm going to tell you, okay, so I told you about the somatic healing work that I was doing. So I think I'm on day, I think today's going to be like day 13 or 14. So I'm really excited. Like I said, I've already experienced um, just like a calmer nervous system. So that's been cool. The other thing that I've been doing that I'm super excited about is I've been doing some subconscious, subconscious um, reprogramming. So from Guest Supply, I forget exactly what program it was, and that has really been helping me like remove any blocks that I've had and just like reconnecting to my vision. So I'm going to start doing that every single day and that's been feeling really good. So yeah, so those are the two things, the hip, the hip, um, somatic hip release uh, course and then the yes supply like subconscious reprogramming so that's been awesome and then also i've been doing um, my studies in the master key with maria henning so that's been super fun this week we we really studied contemplation and it was so cool because she literally spent 30 hours creating just the the module on contemplation which came out to like a two-hour um video about like how to contemplate the gene keys and so imagine two hours just on how to contemplate the jinkies. Like it was so freaking good. And I realized that I am someone who's always been like really interested in contemplating things, which is really just like, it's kind of like in between meditation and concentration. So it's like you're going throughout your day and you're just like thinking of these things. And then, yeah, it's just crazy. It's It's been really cool, like different insights that I had. And then it's crazy because once you, um, it's like you can read the Gene Keys book or like have a reading and like learn about the, the the keys that you have. And that's like the first kind of like intro to the information. But then later there's this thing that happens where it's like you pause, like you physically pause when, um, or your mind pauses when something comes up, like say if you're triggered in real life or something. And then you can kind of like see yourself and then you can like react in a different way than how you used to react. So it also kind of helps with like, getting out of like these habitual patterns that we're in of like reactions because we can see our shadows coming up. And then I also had a beautiful friend reach out uh, who listened to the podcast. I think she said number episode number 12. And she was talking about how she's also been like having a lot of re- revelations like from cer- certain gates and jinkies that she has. And it's been like this like visceral response in her body. And I was like, oh my God, me too. Like I've had the exact same thing happen. She was talking about how it's kind of like vertigo. And it's like this, like when she's having the epiphany, it's like everything rushes to her head. And then she like has like this like vertigo like feeling. And then she's like, oh my God, like has an epiphany about like her intuition, like life, whatever, what she's kind of contemplating. And that's exactly how I feel too, where it's like everything stops and I'm like, oh my god that makes so much sense it's like you can start to see patterns in every like thing that happened in your life in the past like come to this exact moment and then you like realize something like an epiphany so it's, it's been super cool to see and that when you have those like feelings and those feelings in your body it really is like a genetic upgrade like you're it is changing your, your genes which is so cool so yeah I just wanted to share that and then 
Today I was my brother's birthday. So Trevor is a Scorpio. He just turned 31 and he's he's living in Denver right now and staying at my dad's house and working remotely. He still works um, for a company in San Diego. So me and my mom and him did a FaceTime and sang him happy birthday. Um, and he blew out some candles on his cake. And so that was fun just to like spend time with him. And he's coming to visit us in San Diego for Thanksgiving. So he'll be here, I think like, I think next week he actually comes into town for like a week. So that'll be super exciting. And then I'm so excited to um, meet with my three guests that I have scheduled in the upcoming weeks and get you guys those episodes. So just to kind of give you an idea, a little glimpse into it. One of them is a beautiful Akashic Records reader and like intuitive guide. She's so freaking powerful. One of them is a shaman. She studies and practices anti-high shamanism. So that is going to be freaking awesome. Um, I love her so much. And then the third one is going to be a sobriety coach. who is just a freaking incredible woman. So much personal growth and development. And um, we just have so much in common. Like all of these three people, I love so much. So much in common with them. And I can't wait to just talk with them and ask them all the juicy questions that we want to know and share their stories. So yay! I hope this was good. This was a short little episode, 44, 44 on the clock. <laughs> and yes, I hope you guys have a great week. Happy Sunday or Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, whatever day you're listening to it. Peanut says hello. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for being here and listening, beauty. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to leave a review and share the episode with a friend who you know will love it. We can connect further on Instagram at I am Alyssa May. So come say hello, leave a comment of your favorite takeaway on my most recent post, and I cannot wait to connect. Thank you so much, and I will see you next time. Bye.